praying for us. Thank you, admin, um, for praying with us and praying for us. Um, please continue to pray for us, uh, pray for the ministry, pray for um, the the administration, pray for the pastors, for everything that we do. Um, just continue to um, pray for us and keep us, you know, um, present us before the Lord, that he will continue to strengthen us and, you know, bless the works of our hands. So thank you all. It was such a glorious time. Um, the prayers went on for 24 hours, yes, and um, I started getting testimonies, you know, in between. I had to take calls from certain people and you know most of what I was hearing was all oh, the prayers that we had on this day or that day especially yesterday actually they were saying oh it really resonated with them you know and um, we just spent some time praying into praying into those um, releases and those declarations and um, I want to encourage us all to share our testimonies. You know, if it's something that resonated with you, if it was something that you could um, identify with, if it was something that was confirmed, whether it was a word, you know, you must realize that these things could come as full-fledged answers or they could come as seeds. So if it would just take it and steward it and how you steward your testimony is by sharing it, you know, you steward your testimony by praying into that confirmation of that word that God releases over you. So God bless you to everyone that has reached out or sent an email or sent a message to, you know, share their testimony. I pray that um, it will be perfected in the name of Jesus. Um, so this morning, I'm just going to, you know, pray with us and release declarations and allow us go because we've spent, um, it's been a long 24 hours. Um, before we go any further, I'm just going to make the announcements so that, you know, in case people drop off by the end of the call, um, they don't miss it. So by the grace of God, this is the last day of prayer in. Um, it's been amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's been an amazing time. Uh, it was meant to be one week and it ended up being two weeks. And um, it's interesting that people will reach out to me and say, Oh, Pastor Stephanie, prayer in has been such a blessing to me. I was sharing this with um, a very good friend of mine the other day. And I'm like, if only people knew that it was me that needed this prayer in more than anybody else. You know, like God blessed me, you know, by just even putting the burden, you know, on me um, and, you know, just causing it to be that. I would um, take the sessions this week. Um, every time God does a thing like this, we know that there is more and he's stretching us. I remember in January, prayer room was meant to be, I think seven days or 14 days and we ended up doing 21 days. And even at the end of the 21 days, when we arrived at February, cause it was just like one week window before February. And then when we arrived at February, I remember I was having a conversation with PI and we were like, why did we even stop in January? Because it was a train that was still going on. You know, um, God had not taken his hands off and people that stayed plugged in, you know, they could, they could testify that it was indeed a season to just stay and wait on God. And like we said, May is one of such um, months and one of such seasons because a door has been opened in the spirit. And it's only those with eyes that can see that can even identify the things that are available, um, not to even talk of laying hold on those things. So um, even though prayer in as it were may end today, children of influence um, will be gathering every morning starting tomorrow so it's the same time we're going to be gathering and we're going to be praying every morning 5 30 a.m and we're going to be praying over our children remember your children are not just your i mean our biological children our ethnic children our spiritual children and even the works of our hands so if you're an entrepreneur you want to be on that call you know if you're a mother in waiting you want to be on that call you know if you are a creative you want to be on that call if you are a child of god actually you want to be on that call because you're declaring over your generations and declaring over you know your lineage you're declaring over your bloodline and one of the things that we learned yesterday was that elders are people that make decisions and those decisions those policies and protocols are upheld and observed by the people in their in their nation or in their communities or in their generation. So the Lord is bringing us to a place of, would I say, or the status of being an elder, you know, so um, 
we are the ones that will stand in the gap. We are the ones that sit at the gates. We are the ones that um, legislate, you know, God's authority. So um, I would encourage everyone to join. There's a link to a group um, that will be, I don't know that the messages will be put on the prayer ring group every morning. So there will be a link to a group where everyone can migrate to. I'm sure, I don't know how many will be, but the people that are joining are the people that are actually going to be coming up on Zoom to pray every day, you know, with the team. So those prayers continue. And it starts from, from Sunday, tomorrow, the 15th, and it goes until Friday. Then on Saturday morning is the parents um, conference. It's a physical conference and it will also be streamed online. Um, there's limited um, capacity for physical attendance. So please, if you are um, sure that you want to attend on Saturday um, and you you're sure and you want to register you can also just you know indicate or send an email or send a message to you know to let us know that you're definitely attending please don't sign up if you know you won't be there or if you're not sure because the space is very limited I hear it's just 20 people physical capacity maximum so you have to be very very sure that you're going to be there then also um, the SAG um, the meeting for the women by um, vows of incense it starts on Friday it's an online meeting Friday the next four Fridays and it's going to be on zoom from 6 p.m West African time um, those details are on the people of influence Instagram page so please go to the people of In influence Instagram page you'll see the details I believe we'll also share that on the prayer ring groups but to register and all of that that link should be in the bio of people of influence um, finally um, Admin, please let me know if I'm missing anything. Finally, uh, we encourage you all to give. So many people have reached out and they have said, oh, prayer ring has been such a blessing to me, you know, and all of that. Um, when you are blessed, when you um, have received from the Lord, you should give an offering, you know, um, you should give um, to the work of God so that it will, um, it will expand, you know, and so that we are able to, reach as much as we um as the lord leads us to so we always encourage you to give to partner with us you know um yeah so if you like to give the details will also be shared by admin as well paypal or you know um, local payments accepted thank you god bless you um so i just wanted to take care of that administrative bit before we go into um the prayers for today so Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for um, this time and we just invite your spirit to come and lead us. Lord, um, direct us, O oh God, by your spirit, help us arrive at the point where you desire for us, O oh God. As we end this session today, as we end this season of fasting today, we ask, oh God, that your will will be established. You will look into each person's life and each person's heart, Lord, your desires for them in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So um, very quickly, I'm just going to go over what we have looked at this, this week. Um, also, please go to our YouTube, go to our Spotify, Anchor, catch up on all the teachings. These are teachings that you will continue to play and play and refer to. I found myself going back to the sessions in January, even POI sessions in 2017, 2018. These are things that you don't want to forget. And you remember faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So it takes a hearing and a hearing and a hearing over and over again for your faith to be strengthened. Remember the Lord told us in this season, we should continue to add to our faith. So how you add to your faith is by reminding Permit me to say your faith of the things that even caused you to arrive at this level of faith. You have to keep reminding yourself, then you add to yourself. So um, this week we started off, God was taking us through the journey of uh, the strategies for power and transformation and just seeing how wisdom is a skill, you know, and how he, I believe that on that call, one of the things the Lord did was he released wisdom over each and every one of us. Wisdom is the skill for going to war against the enemy. Um, we drew context from the story, from the life of David, you know, and how he defeated Goliath and the tools that he used for battle. And then I made the promise to do a Goliath challenge. I will still do it in Jesus' name. 
Amen. Um, and then, you know, we looked at the different tools that David used, the staff, which was the rod, the stones, um, which were like the monuments and the testimonies, you know, um, you cannot be a man of that journeys with God and not be a person of testimonies, a person that forgets. As we said, the men of old, they always erected, you know, altars at the places where they encountered God, you know, and they would, um, they would um, erect an altar there and put up memorial stones and declare the name of God based on that experience or that knowledge of God that they have come into. You know, we talked about the bag um, and also the the sling that that David used when he was going into battle and what these things represented, but more so why David was able to accomplish those things was because he was a man that was given um, and led by the spirit of God. Um, he was a man that was consecrated. This week also we've looked at consecrations, the need for consecrations. I'm saying these things so that we don't forget the need for consecrations, how there are general consecrations for those in the outer courts, but for you to come into the Holy of Holies, there are personal consecrations that you must make. So I believe that the Lord has even like shown us um, some of us, you know, or if not all of us, the demands that he's placing on us in this season and just realizing that consecrations are not, are not given because the Lord is trying to restrict us per se. It is because he's trying to liberate us. When you consecrate yourself, what you are doing is it may seem like the outer man is perishing, but you are arising in stature in the spirit. And that is where the real battles are fought in the place of the spirit. So the Lord is causing us to grow and to um, be strengthened in our inner man and in our spirit so that we are able to combat or, you know, battle with or defeat the enemy. Um, then we looked at um, what it takes to sit at the king's table, you know, um, the people that sat at the table of the king. And when you sit at the table of the king, that scripture that says, put a knife to your throat, um, also talking about how we consecrate ourselves and how we conduct ourselves, how we must realize that at every season you come to, you know, there are always tables of trade that are open to you. So that is something that I, one of the things I want us to take with us. As you leave this place, think, you know, um, keep that in mind. At any point, anywhere you find yourself, ask yourself, what are the conversations that are being had here? Not just physical conversations. What are the tables of trade that are available, you know, that the Lord has opened up for me in this season? The Bible tells us that he has prepared a table before us in the presence of our enemies. So there's always a table that the Lord is preparing for us to bless us and to cause our cups to run over. But many times, because of dullness of sight, people are not able to see the table. There are tables that they may see you know but there's a table of the lord beside every table that we can make for ourselves beside any plan we can make for ourselves beside any decisions we can make for ourselves just right there there is a table that the lord has set in the garden of eden um there were trees in the garden there were so many other trees but just you know there were two trees that stood out and the lord said of the tree of life you may eat but this one the knowledge of good and evil you may not eat um and we see how those two trees were right beside each other they were not far from each other so at any point where you get to a is a, a you are at any point where you get to i'll say a point of decision making realize that there are tables and there are choices um, that are placed before you so we must always be asking the lord where, where should i go and always in fact asking the spirit to lead us to make the choice the godly choice the choices of life you know the choices that honor god the choices that honor christ in our lives are not the choices that will um, gratify or satisfy the flesh or the choices that will lead to death um, so we also saw how our choices are very, very important. And these are prayers that we have made already. You know, we've prayed as we release these words, we prayed as well. Um, we talked about um, the conversations that we have, the consecrations that we must we must make and the, how they affect the choices that we make and the decisions we make. We talked about destiny and how destiny is the sum total of the decisions that we make. Um, we looked at the blessing and when we talk about the blessing, what is it about the blessing? Is it about the appearance of riches and wealth or what exactly is the blessing given for? And we saw that those that are blessed are the ones that are equipped to build. And what are we building? We're building institutions of of righteousness we are building structures um, uh, um of holiness you know things that would uphold the kingdom um of our god 
And so we looked at people in the Bible that were equipped for building Aholiab and Bezalel, Hiram of, um, of, of Tyre. And the thing about these men, as we saw in the life of Daniel and the exiles that were taken out of Israel, was that every time a king needed to build, he always called for a man of, of, um, of noble background, you know. So it was the nobility that stood, that was, I would say, the determining factor or the qualification or the requisite for them to stand before the kings. And the thing about nobility is that it equips you to build, whether it's in the marketplace or whether it is in, um, in ministry, whether it is for the palace or whether it is for the tabernacle. So it keeps you, it is that skill that makes you grounded, you know, uh, makes you equipped to do any kind of craftsmanship that is required. Uh, we also looked at um, Jesus Christ, the life of Jesus, and how when Jesus walked on the earth, of all the vocations he could choose, you know, he was identified. I'm sorry, please mute your mic. Um, he was identified as a carpenter, you know, and how the carpenter is one that is skilled with wood and we looked at wood and what wood represents and all the things you can derive from wood um, and how um, that is even linked or likened to purpose you know and we start to see how in the season of purpose there are certain things that you know it seems like they are erupting from you and you're like god but this is not what i studied in school this is not what i'm used to this is just a hobby it's no big deal no when it's purpose time god is meeting a need god is replenishing something that has been depleted so he can call it forth out of you something that you may have been looking at as a hobby or just an interest or maybe a as we say a side gig or a small skill that we were just you know um growing in uh, in most recent seasons the lord will begin to place a demand on it so a man that is working on pop in purpose is one that is working with his eyes open you know you're not closing your eyes to anything you're not neglecting anything and we saw how because wood is very common it is very easy for people to neglect it or commonize their gifts and commonize their blessings but we prayed you know that the lord will give us wisdom to be able to find to flame the things that he has placed inside of us and then yesterday finally we looked at gates and gatekeepers and how you know the gates um the words that um the, that defines gates it talks about thinking and how you know the gates start with um the, that scripture that says lift up your heads O ye gates it's interesting how it links the head to gates because um it's a it's the the war and the battle really begins in the mind you know and we made powerful declarations yesterday and we prayed over one another um over um concerning god's word um and just received um open doors and open gates you know seasons of access um times of access you know um keys god delivered keys to us yesterday also and how the lord began to show us that it's not just about um wanting the gates to open to you it's about your seed possessing the gates so you have to get to the point where you are possessing the gates the bible also shows us that elders are the ones that sit at the gates so if it's talking about seeds and elders you know it also talks about blessed is the man who has his quiver full of them when he was talking about children are a gift of God um, and a blessing from the most high you know and he said that th their children will answer the enemy at the gate and it, uh, another scripture talks about how in I believe it's Proverbs 31 how the elders um, sit at the gates. Even in the story of Ruth, um, we also saw how Boaz um, was an elder that sat at the gate and made decisions. So we see how it is the mature seed that becomes the elder. And an elder is one that has given himself to the processes and the leading of the spirit. I hope I'm not going too fast. I just want to do a quick recap so that we can, you know, just flow into this um, these prayers um, as the Lord leads us. So what makes you an elder is being um, conscious of the fact, apart, you know, also being conscious of the fact that you are standing in the gap for people. You are a person of service. We also, in the course of this week, we've looked at the importance of being service-minded. You are standing before the kings and you are sitting at the table of the king or you are standing in the gates because you are representing a generation you are not standing there for your own selfish needs and desires you are not standing there so that you can take what you can and you know 
just take your own and be going. No, you are there because the Lord wants you to be a representative. If we look at the life of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, he came to take away the sins of the world, not of some people, not of a chosen or a, an elite crew, not of his immediate circle, the 12 disciples. No, he came to take away the sins of the world, generations and generations. He came to take away their sins. He came to represent them. He came to go to war for them. That was what Jesus Christ came to do. You know, so being an elder is not about the number of years you have lived on the earth. It's about how you represent or how you stand in the gap for God. Is your life a bridge? Is your life a meeting point? Is your life um, an, intermedi uh, an intermediary between, you know, the heavens and the earth? When people come to you, can they see Christ? When people come to you, are they able to connect with God, you know, um, how Jesus Christ himself is described as the, he said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. He's the one that leads to the father. So an elder is a pathway in the spirit and even in the physical. So when we talk about elders, you can meet a 20 year old elder. You can meet an 18 year old elder. You can meet a 50 year old elder. It's not about the number of years you have lived on the earth, but how you have given yourself um, to service to God um, and in service to his people. And that's what it takes to be a, min a minister. Ministry is not just about going to stand on the pulpit and preach a powerful message. After that is done, what next? Are you able to um, um, serve the people that God places before you? Are you able to even identify the people to serve? Are you even able to identify anything beyond your own immediate domestic needs? And that was what Mordecai was bringing Esther's um, consciousness to. He told her, don't go to the palace and get carried away. I think you are there just because, you know, that's the end of the story. That is where it started. But, you know, there is still so much more that God can do with and through your life if you give yourself to him. So this morning, um, the scripture that the Lord laid in my heart, in fact, it was yesterday, um, that he laid in my heart is in Isaiah 58. I'm just going to go straight to, I don't know if we're all conversant with this, but it is the scripture that talks about the fasted life. Uh, many times, you know, people have explained it. Um, broken it down and all of that but something that really stood out for me yesterday i'm just going to read and um we'll, i'll break it down and we'll pray and the lord said in um i believe it is from verse five he said is a fast such as this what i have chosen isaiah 58 from verse five is where i'm reading but you can read the whole chapter is a fast such as this what i have chosen a day for a man to humble himself with sorrow in his soul is it only to bow down his head like a reed and to make sackcloth and ashes a bed, pretending to have a repentant heart? So the Lord is talking about the outward expression of what a fast is, you know, the way we have interpreted fasting. Nobody will ask you, just say, man, I've been fasting 10 days dry. <laughs> you know, and they ask you, ah, what's going on? Say, ah, you know, I've been fasting. God is like, it's not even about those things, you know. Um, he said, do you call this a fast? and a day pleasing to the Lord. Verse six, rather, is this not the fast which I chose? So now the Lord is talking about the acceptable fast, the fast that he has chosen. He said to undo the bonds of wickedness, to tear to pieces the ropes of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free. So you see now he's talking about liberation of people. And we see how our God is very, God is a, he created the whole world, the earth and all that dwell in it. So it takes love for you to even create anything, you know. Um, he said, and break apart every enslaving yoke. Is it not to divide your bread with the hungry and to bring the homeless poor into the house? When you see the naked that you cover him, service. And not to hide yourself from the needs of your own flesh and blood, service then your light will break out like the dawn. The Lord is saying that all of these other things that you want to be quick to do on, on the outside, those are fantastic, but this is the fast that I have chosen. It starts with a heart of service. He said, then your light will break out like the dawn. In this 
thing we've been crying and we've been saying, Lord, give me light, flood my life with light. And the Lord is saying, this is the answer to it. If you must be an elder, if you must arrive at that place of stature in the spirit, it starts with a heart of service. And when we've made those prayers and we consecrated and we dedicated our hearts to God, it is unto what? It is unto him and it is unto the service of the people that he has placed in our lives. And this is not about doing a CSR, you know, um, uh, or maybe a community project. It is so much more than that because while those things are good, those things are usually man-made agendas. And the thing about agendas of man is that it starts in the flesh. So it will just you know revolve around the flesh it takes a man of the spirit to really change a people it takes a heart in the spirit to you know really change and shift a narrative it is not by the many speakings of your words you know it's it, it's about the inspiration and the partnership with the holy spirit and so he says then your light will break out like the dawn and your healing your restoration your new life will quickly spring forth your righteousness will go before you leading you to peace and prosperity the glory of the lord will be your rear guard then you will call and the lord will answer you will cry for help and he will say here i am if you take away from your midst the yoke of oppression the finger pointed in scorn toward the oppressed or the ungodly and every form of of wicked, sinful, unjust speech. And if you offer yourself to assist the hungry and to satisfy the need of the afflicted, then your light will rise in darkness and your gloom will become like midday. Now talking about hungry, this does not necessarily mean that once we leave this place now, all of us now need to enter our kitchen and now start cooking to go and do community outreach. That's fantastic. And as the Lord leads you, please do that. You can do soup kitchens, you can do all of those things, but how else do you feed the hungry? Do you know that there's a gift inside you that you are holding on to that someone is crying out for somewhere do you know that you have a writing gift that if you put your words down they are like gold and they will liberate people look at how we um, um uphold the scriptures today and they are the writings and they are the musings you know of men that have been inspired by the holy spirit so imagine and it's something that i believe pi said on one of the calls imagine what if they were writing the scripture today in our time Whose story would they be drawing from? Whose content would they be drawing from? Because this is a content bank. And over and over again, every time we go back to it, look at how our lives are changed, our minds are transformed because people actually gave of their gifts there is someone that has a singing gift that is holding on to it and you are being a shower superstar you only hit the high notes when you're taking a shower and then you come out nobody else is experiencing that gift how do you serve the hungry and how do you serve the needy in your community remember Purpose is about identifying the things that have been um, that are depleting you know and meeting those needs so for every person, there is purpose locked in you. The question is, what is the spirit asking you to do in this season? This morning, I want us to just pray and ask the Holy Spirit to open our eyes to see the needs of the hungry that he is placing around us. Sorry, there's a bit of distraction from the person's mic that is not unmuted. There's feedback. Um, if there's noise and it's not from praying, please can you mute your mic? Thank you. I want you to lift up your voice and say, Father, open my eyes to see the desires of God and the needs of those that are hungry that you have placed around me, Lord. Let me not be a hypocrite, Lord. Let me not be someone that is quick to do what other people are doing. While the world may be trying to come up with all kinds of CSR initiatives or different kinds of philanthropical um, ideas for whatever reasons, Lord. Father, your desire is to feed the people. Your desire is to satisfy the needs of the people. Father, we pray that in the name of Jesus, you will open our eyes to purpose. You will cause us to see, Lord, the things that are depleting, Lord, the things that have depleted in our nation, in our communities, in our families, even in our lives, oh God, and you will cause us to arise and take that gift that you have given to us, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Father, show us how to use these gifts, Lord. Show us, Lord, how to give it to you. Show us, Lord, how to partner with you. Show us, Lord, how to surrender it to you so that out of it will flow rivers of life, Lord, streams of fruitfulness, Lord, of abundance, Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray that for each person that is here and is actually making this prayer this morning, oh God, that 
you will show us, Baba, the things that our eyes have been closed to. In the name of Jesus, you will unlock, Father, the wisdom, oh God. You would even unlock the knowledge, Lord, of the gifts that you have placed within us, my God, in the name of Jesus. Whether it is a skill, whether it is a talent, whether it is something that you're even asking us to take on in this season, my God. Father, the pathway to this, to all this is obedience. Our Lord and our King, we ask that you will cause us to walk in obedience to what Ever direction your spirit leads us in, in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, as we prayed, we pray again that we will not neglect your instructions, oh God. We will not make rubbish of your counsel, my God, in the name of Jesus. As you lead us by your spirit, Lord, and you make us conscious, Lord, of the things, Lord, and the demands, Lord, and the desires, Lord, of your heart that you want us to meet in our immediate communities and societies. Lord, open our eyes to see it, Lord, and identify it and to do, Lord, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, for some people, the Lord may have been telling you, it is time for you to start, it is time for you to start that Bible study, you know, and you've been holding back and you're saying, oh, but God, I'm not a minister, but the Lord is saying, I will give you courage and I will give you strength. The Lord has given you everything you need in his word. You see, the answer for lack, lack of courage or the lack of strength is the word of God. If you stay with the book of the law and it does not depart from you, then you would receive courage. Then you will be able to stand. Everything is in the word of God. Start your journey from and in the word of God and allow the Holy Spirit to lead you. I pray that we will be, we would, we would circle back to the word of God above everything else that we have talked about, you know, about power. Tool in our day and in our time is the word of God the word of God, the sword of the spirit. You want to have the sword of the spirit by your side. You want to be skilled in the word of God. You don't want to be someone that does not know what the Lord is saying. Another thing that makes you an elder is that you know Elders are able to make decisions because they know, like the sons of Issachar, they understand times and seasons. And even understanding times and seasons means that it's not just that you understand it, you are able to dictate what each time and each season should look like and what is required for each time and each season. So you must be a person that knows. And for you to know, you must hear the voice of God. The question is, if you are asked today, what is the Lord saying? Do you know? Do you know what the Lord is saying concerning your life? Because if you don't know what he's saying concerning your life, how will you know what he's saying about your, your brother or your sister or your family or your nation, you know, or your community or even another nation? You know, we must know what the Lord is saying. Many people don't know what the Lord is saying. And that's why they are easily tossed aside by any wind of doctrine. It looks good. It sounds good. It feels good. You know, it's giving some kind of, you know, relatable vibes. And they're just like, okay, you know what? I think I can, they are still engaging on the level of mental thinking and senses, but that is not what it takes to transform a man. It's by knowing the Lord, they that know, know their God, they will be strong and they will do exploits. They will have power to do the will of God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we receive the knowledge of you, Lord. Father, as we stay in your word, Lord, your word will begin to open itself to us. The bellies of the word of God will begin to be released and open and uh, accessible to us, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Jesus. We will go into deeper and deeper realms, deeper and deeper measures, oh God. No more will we engage this just like a book of stories or a book of letters. My Lord and my King, we will begin to eat the volumes of the book. We will begin to eat the scrolls of the spirit, my God, in the name of Jesus. Father, as we stay with your word, you will place your hand upon our hearts and upon our tongues and anoint us with the coal of fire. In the name of Jesus, let no Bible study ever be. After this, Lord, let it not remain an ordinary mundane exercise, oh God, as we sit with you, Lord, let your spirit hold the lamp, Lord, beside us and speak to us as we stay in your word, Lord, let the word stay in us as we come, as we um, um, read your word, Lord, let the word read us, Lord, as we expose ourselves to the word, let the word expose itself to us, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we pray, Lord, that the spirit of the word of God will come at 
alive to us, Lord, in the name of Jesus. The spirit of the word of God will become our teacher. The spirit of the word of God will become our leader. We will understand what it means to be ministered to by the word of God. In the name of Jesus, my Lord and my King, let your word become our strongest anchor in this day. Because if we're talking about strength and we're talking about all of these things, Lord, it starts in the word. Father, let us not neglect your word, oh God. Let us not be quick to look for the the, the the lofty things, Lord, and lose sight of what is important. It is your word that will instruct us. It is your word that is a lamp to our feet and a light unto our paths. My Lord and my King, help us, Lord, to understand what this means, oh God, and to constantly stay in the light, oh God, of your word, in the light of your word, in the light of your word, in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. He said, then you will call and the Lord will answer. You will cry for help and he will say, here I am. If you take away from your, from your midst the yoke of oppression, the finger pointed in scorn toward the oppressed or the ungodly and every form of wicked, sinful, unjust speech. If you even look at wicked, when another place where wicked was used among other places in scripture was when that servant took his gift and he placed it in the ground and did nothing with it. And the master called him, you wicked servant wickedness is not about shouting on someone's head wickedness is not about being mean to a person those things are ungodly but that is not even what the word calls wicked wicked is not the way we see it here you know in the flesh wicked is when you deprive the the needs of the people that god has placed around you wicked is when you have chosen to be ignorant and to stay in ease as opposed to taking risks for him for whatever reason. The, the servant said, I was afraid. So the fear was the reason why he made ungodly decision. This morning in the name of Jesus, please mute your mic, thank you. In the name of Jesus, we are delivered from the hold of fear. In the name of Jesus, just declare over yourself because you see fear is a thief and fear is a bully. Fear is the thing that will come and keep, it's like a tyrant. It's actually a giant. It will come and it will keep, you know, selling a lie to you, telling you things, telling you lies. And that was one of the things we addressed yesterday during the prayer rally. You know, it will keep selling a lie to you and telling you, oh, what if it doesn't work? You know, what if it doesn't add up? What if you don't succeed? Who said, are you sure that was what the Lord said? It will be planting seeds of doubt, seeds of, um, you know, that, that will make you question your trust in God and it will get to a point where the seeds that God has placed in you will choke from the ground from the soil of your heart look at what happened to that servant because of his fear that seed that he went and buried was called out of him and it wasn't coming back with a harvest it was being taken away from him his honor was stripped off of him and that which he had what he was was given to another person father in the name of jesus this morning we renounce ourselves lord from any covenants that we have made with fear whether by watching it over and over again or listening to it over and over again or subscribing lord to the voice of fear or playing those messages of fear and choosing to behold it where it has now become our reality, that we wake up in the morning and fear is what greets us. Father, this morning, we lose ourselves from the hold of fear. In the name of Jesus, we take back our authority, we take back our minds, we take back our thought processes, Lord. Father, we declare, because your word tells us that you have not given us a spirit of fear, but of power of love and of a sound mind. Father, we take back our power in the name of Jesus. Father, soundness of mind in the name of Jesus, because you have loved us, Lord, we receive that power, that power that comes from the knowledge of your love for us. Father, fear will no longer be a torment or a tyrant to us, my God. In the name of Jesus, I declare, Father, this morning for all your children on this call, everyone listening now or those that will listen later, my Lord and my God, the hold of anxiety is broken free, broken off of our heads, broken off of our necks, broken off of our minds in the name of Jesus. I declare liberty over each and every person because where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. You are free and you are liberated to live in the fullness and in the purpose of God for you in this season, in the name of Jesus. Fear will no longer steal your harvest. Fear will no longer steal your seed because fear does not even 
even is stealing the harvest in front, but it will choke and it will um, 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 suffocate the seed so that you can't even see that harvest. My Lord and my God, you, I pray that you will begin to open our eyes to see, Lord, the places where fear has nested itself, Lord, beside our seed, Lord. And Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray that those seeds of fear, Lord, or those words of fear, or those arrows or weapons of fear, Lord, they will be broken off of us, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And we declare that no weapon formed against us will prosper. No weapon of fear formed against us will prosper. Even though they are shot at us, oh God, Father, they will be neutralized by the blood of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. They will be neutralized by the blood of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, we send them back, Lord, to the enemy's camp. We send them back, Lord, to the father of lies himself. Father, anxiety, Lord, will not be found in us. Agitation will not be found in us in the name of Jesus, because you have given us so much in these last two weeks, Lord. We know that the enemy will try to shoot arrows at us, arrows of fear, arrows of anxiety, arrows of terror. But Lord and our King, we declare that by reason of the blood of Jesus. Father, we are covered and we are guarded, Lord, and we are bound, Lord, by your, by your blood. Therefore, nothing shall by any means hurt us, Lord. In the name of Jesus, no evil shall come near our dwelling, O God. In the name of Jesus, Father, we thank you. We thank you, O God, because we are delivered and we are liberated from the hold of fear this morning. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Verse 11, and the Lord will continually guide you and satisfy your soul in scorched and dry places and give strength to your bones. And you will be like a watered garden, amen, and like a spring of water whose waters do not fail, like a watered garden. And it says like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. You are a watered garden, then you are a spring of water, then you have waters coming out of you. So you are boundless, you are limitless, you know, nothing can stand in your way. I pray that that will be our portion. We will begin to walk in the true understanding and in the true um, manifestation of fruitfulness, of dominion and of multiplication in the mighty name of Jesus. And your people will rebuild the ancient ruins. So you see, it's about what is at stake. What is the Lord really trying to build through our lives? That is what the enemy is always trying to come for. He said, and your people will rebuild the ancient ruins. You will raise up and restore the age-old foundations of buildings that have been laid waste. And you will be called repairer of the breach and restorer of streets with dwellings. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray, Lord, that by reason of these prayers and this time and these impartations and all these things that you have bestowed upon us in the last two weeks, oh God, Lord, you would strengthen us, Lord. Father, to serve, to do your will, that indeed out of our lives, Lord, will be um, raised structures, Lord, um, buildings, Lord, Father, um, um, monuments, Lord, of your kingdom, Lord, of your justice, Lord, of your righteousness in the name of Jesus. Father, your word says that we will raise up and restore the age-old foundation. Father, not only will our lives be restored, but we will now be the restorers of the breach in the mighty name of Jesus. We will be the restorers of the ancient broken world in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, this is our prayer. Just like Nehemiah, oh God, Father, you will cause builders and buildings to come forth out of us in the mighty name of Jesus. You will open our eyes, Baba, as we leave this place, Lord, to be building conscious, Lord, to have the burden of the builder in the name of Jesus, the burden of the builder. And Father, in the name of Jesus, any burden of, of ungodly ease that sits on us and cripples us or keeps us in the place where we are not able to move, we are not able to generate strength. We just want to sit back like the rich fool and glory in the things that we have already accomplished and not, and, and, and it deprives us from seeing that which is ahead, deprives us from seeing the city that is ahead, the buildings that are ahead, the structures, oh God, the generations that are ahead. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray that you will take off such evil burden from us, Lord, and replace it with your yoke, the yoke of the builder, the burden of the builder in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We thank you because we know that your spirit is with us. We thank you, Almighty 
Almighty Father, because we know that your presence is with us. We thank you, Almighty Father, because we know that your commission is with us. You see, that's one of the things that lets you know that Nigeria, Nigeria is indeed a blessed nation, because apart from all the many attacks and all the many unsensible things that are happening in the nation. What do we see every day? Builders are, are, are being raised. Entrepreneurs are springing forth every day. The show or the mark of the blessing is that you are equipped to build and you have the builder's mindset. There are people that are being raised every day, even though the, the nation, or it seems like the, the powers that be in the nation are trying to break down the hope or break down the strength of the people. You see more and more every day, new businesses are rising, you know, new ideas are springing forth. Where is it coming from? Where are these things coming from? They are coming from the spirits. And that shows that the blessing of the Lord rests upon our nation. And so Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for even reminding us, Lord, that your presence is with us. Lord, not just even Nigeria, Lord, every nation, Lord, where you have, um, where, where that, that your heart beats after. We thank you, Father, because no more shall we as people neglect the birthright of the nations that you have placed us in, oh God, in the name of Jesus. I mean, I'm saying Nigeria because I know to a large extent, a good percentage of us here are Nigerians or we have ties in Nigeria. So Father, in the name of Jesus, no more shall we need collect lord the things that you have called out from us or demanded from us in this time and in this season by reason of the things that are going on around us lord we will remember lord that we are the ones that carry your blessing and we are equipped to build and to do your bidding father I pray, Lord, that you would continue to strengthen us, Lord, in our minds. You will strength, strengthen the gates, Lord, of our heart, the thoughts of our lives, oh God, that they will continue to be lifted up before you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you, Lord, for a replenishing of our thoughts and of our minds, Lord. And this is where the gates of hell will not be able to pitch its tent, Lord. It will not be able to prevail, oh God, because you are shooting us forth as arrows, Lord, and you are sending us to possess the gates. I Thank you, Father, for the men and the women that you are calling us to be in the name of Jesus, in Jesus' precious name. Amen. So I'm just going to declare um, Isaiah 54 over us, um, and then we'll go. So please take your Bibles, and let's open to Isaiah 54. And as we declare, you know, please say amen, declare it over yourself, personalize the scripture, you know, and hold it dear to your heart as you leave this place today. Praise God. I know you're still with me. Isaiah 54. The Bible says, shout for joy, O barren one, she who has not given birth. Break forth into joyful shouting and rejoice, she who has not gone into labor with child. For the spiritual sons of the desolate one will be more numerous than the sons of the married woman, says the Lord. Enlarge the sight of your tent to make room for more children. Stretch out the curtains of your dwellings to not spare them. Lengthen your tent ropes and make your pegs, your stakes firm in the ground. Around, for you will spread out to the right and to the left in Jesus name. Amen. And your descendants will take possession of the nations and will inhabit deserted cities in Jesus name. Amen. See your descendants going to possess the nations and inhabit deserted cities. Why are they doing that? Because there is, it is deserted for them to build and to erect new structures of righteousness unto our God. So father, we receive this in the name of Jesus. Our descendants will Oh God, will be builders because they carry the DNA of nobility in them. In the name of Jesus, they will be skilled and equipped for every good work, oh God. In the name of Jesus, they will be relevant, Lord, in their generation and even in the generations after them, Lord. In the name of Jesus, just the way Daniel, a man of noble character, a man of noble, um, of noble, um, 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 lineage lord was called in his time and even in the time of a king and the time of the king's son lord to stand before the king and to give solutions to the problems that they were facing in their day our lord and our god we pray that that will be our story and the story of the ones that proceed forth out of us in the name of jesus the lord says do not fear for you will not be put to shame and do not feel humiliated or ashamed for you will not be disgraced for you will forget the shame of your youth and you will no longer remember the disgrace of your widowhood for your husband is your maker the lord of hosts is his name and your redeemer is the holy one of israel 
who is called the God of the whole earth. For the Lord has called you like a wife who has been abandoned, grieved in spirit, and like a wife married in her youth when she is later rejected and scorned, says your God. For a brief moment, I abandoned you, but with great compassion and mercy, I will gather you to myself again. Father, this morning, we pray that by your compassion and your mercy, you will gather us back to you again. You will gather us back to you again. You will galvanize us back to you again. No part of our beings will be missing from this gathering. No part of our bodies will be missing from this assembly, oh God. Every part of us, our families, our generations, our household, Lord, our lineage will be gathered back onto you our God in the mighty name of Jesus for the Lord has called you like a wife who was abandoned and grieved and like a wife married in her youth when she is later rejected and says the Lord okay I read this in an outburst of wrath I hid my face for a moment but with everlasting kindness I will have compassion on you says the Lord your redeemer for this is like the waters of Noah to me as I swore an oath that the waters of Noah would not flood the earth again in the same way I have sworn that I will not be angry with you nor will I rebuke you for the mountains may be removed and the hills may shake, but my loving kindness will not be removed from you, nor will my covenant of peace be shaken, says the Lord who has compassion on you. May the Lord bless the reading of his words. Um, this scripture goes on to verse 17, but I will stop here. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We receive every word that you have given to us. We receive it by faith, leaving no room for fear or doubt, Lord. We plead the blood of Jesus upon the doorposts, Lord, of our hearts and of our lives, O oh God. No enemy, no darkness, no deceit, no fear, O oh God, no, no, no thief of our harvest shall see us and plunder, O oh God. But by reason of the blood, they will pass over in the mighty name of Jesus. I thank you, Father, for all my brothers and sisters that have been a part of this journey so far. I thank you, Lord, because I know that you are leading us forth, Lord. The journey does not end here, Lord. You are leading us forth. You are taking us forward, oh God, in the name of Jesus. As we leave this place, as we leave this altar, Father, you are causing more altars to erect from our lives. We will not forget, Lord, the things that you have said to us. We will not forget, Lord, the words that have been spoken on this altar, Lord. We will reverence them. We will not take them and cast them before swine. We will not take them and go and seek the validation of the men that you have not called us to communicate or make conversations with in this season, Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, we will reverence your words. We will uphold them and we will bind them to our hearts, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. We will steward them, Lord, with faithfulness, Lord, and with love, in the name of Jesus. We thank you, O oh God, because as we depart from here, your blessing goes with us. Your favor goes with us. Your mercy goes with us, O oh God. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you, O God, our Father. We thank you for everyone that is trusting you for one thing or another. We thank you, O God, because you have released over us, Lord, and by faith we receive the release that you have made over us in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because you have strengthened us in stamina, in understanding, in knowledge, in wisdom, O God, in capacity. We give you praise, O God, and we bless your holy name. All glory be to you, Father. All glory to your name, O God. All glory to your name, O oh God. All glory to your name, O oh God. For if it was not the Lord that was with us, Lord, what would we say? Father, all glory to your name. Thank you for how you have kept us. Thank you for how you have loved us. Thank you for how you have carried us, Lord. All glory to your name, Abba. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. And so I bless you all in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I declare that we have come to the end of prayering for the month of May. Um, please share your testimonies with us. Um, just we want to hear um, everything. We want to know what the journey has been. You know, we want to get your feedback so that we can share it and we can raise those stones, those memorial stones before the Lord. Um, and so people can draw even from your victories as well and replicate those victories in our lives, in their lives. So God bless you. Thank you all. And um, I'm going to miss miss you guys. <laughs> I'm going to miss waking up. Oh, to come and talk 